What if I told you that you're more likely to succeed and thrive if you did nothing more? That allowing time for boredom holds more value than almost anything you can do in the day. That is the permission slip I want to give you in this episode to prioritize doing nothing and not feeling like every second needs to be productive or active. Many people want to navigate life with peace and joy, but struggle to connect to their intuition. They find themselves overwhelmed, burned out, and frustrated. My name is Francesca Phillips, and I'm obsessed with spirituality and psychology and how the two can intersect to help you live a successful and intuitive life. I believe each of us can accomplish amazing things through balance and healthy habits instead of burnout. Consider this your go-to resource for where spiritual wellness and mindful productivity meets practical wisdom. If you're craving positivity and want to know how to find the answers within, instead of searching endlessly without, then you're in the right place. Get ready to feel supported and inspired. This is the Good Space Podcast. You're listening to the Good Space Podcast, episode number 53, why doing nothing is one of the best things you can do. Before we dive in, I want to give my warm appreciation to our reviewer of the week, Ashley Bird, and they say, Francesca makes finding mindfulness seem accessible and worthwhile. Always happy to hear what she's learning and working on in her own life. She's fantastic. Ashley Bird, thank you for your review. Hearing that mindfulness feels accessible and worthwhile is music to my ears. And I hope to keep delivering that to you each week. I can't wait to keep connecting with you and hope you're doing well. If you want to be highlighted in an upcoming episode and help further the mission of The Good Space, make sure to subscribe and give us a review on Apple Podcasts so I can then highlight your review in an upcoming episode. It only takes a minute. You can pause the episode and come right back. Make sure to screenshot this episode on your phone and tag us on your Instagram story at findyourgoodspace, hashtag the good space to let me know that you're joining in today as you know that I love to share those screenshots on our stories too. I want to talk to you friend to friend about today's topic. It's one that's been a great reminder for me lately and also for a few of my friends. For the last month, I've been working 40 plus hours for a big copywriting client while also keeping up with the weekly podcast and emails. And I'm not going to lie that at times I feel overwhelmed and overloaded. Sometimes I have to be okay with getting the bare minimum done because that's my season of life right now. But it's so hard because my perfectionism and my perfectionist side of me fights so hard against it. It does not want things to just be done. It wants it to be perfect and like overthought and planned. And anyways, it's a good lesson in that, but it's also been pretty tough balancing everything. And then a close friend of mine shared with me that she's been struggling because her ADHD medication isn't working anymore and she's having relationship issues. So her mind feels foggy and like she's lost control of her life. So if you're feeling like us too, where life can feel heavy and you're not sure when you'll come up for air, please know that you're not alone. I'm not going to tell you to buckle up and press the gas pedal to get thicker skin and strategize more. If that's what you're looking for, then this episode isn't for you. I'm going to share the complete opposite of what popular practice would tell you. It comes from a deeper understanding of masculine and feminine energies and how our emotional states ebb and flow like seasons. We need to be connected to our bodies and aware of what it needs from moment to moment, then adapt based on that feedback. Some seasons, you'll feel a bigger desire to focus and pursue goals. Others, you'll feel a need to rest and recalculate your direction. 
But before I dive deeper into that, let's talk about what popular belief tells us. It's no surprise to hear we live in a world that rewards constant doing, fast-paced deadlines, 40-plus hour work weeks, constant connectivity. If you're anything like me, then the minute I acknowledge the exhaustion in my bones, I feel guilty for thinking of taking a break instead of pushing through. I think of all the things that I haven't finished, that maybe I'm a failure because I haven't completed everything that I needed to, and maybe I shouldn't be doing this in the first place, and then the thoughts just keep going on and on. Many of us have been conditioned to believe the only way to survive in the world is by adopting this fast-paced, constant-doing mentality. Most articles on success talk about goal-setting and habits like it's an Olympic sport, intellectualized with stacks on stacks of strategies. We also answer emails while we walk, listen to podcasts in the car, and have the TV on while we work, like cookie monsters for media consumption. The ego loves this, feeling like anything can be achieved or solved with enough thinking, strategizing, and to-do lists. That dopamine is like air and can be produced with every show we watch or game we play. Masculine energy on steroids, for sure. But what if you're freaking tired? Or your spirit is craving a slower pace? What if people think you're crazy for wanting to create boundaries at work or with your media consumption? First, you're not crazy. You're incredibly in tune and intelligent to recognize that desire for boundaries. You're more advanced and aware than most people. Second, this means your body is communicating to you what your spirit needs, that you need to act on that spiritual prompting. The world runs on masculine energy. It makes you believe in the hustle, grind, and burnout. There are so many books, podcasts, and coaching that preach this unholy gospel. But the good news is that this isn't the only way. In fact, there's a better way that may be in more alignment with who you truly are. What if I told you that you're more likely to succeed and thrive if you did nothing more? That allowing time for boredom holds more value than almost anything you can do in the day? That is the permission slip I want to give you in this episode to prioritize doing nothing and not feeling like every second needs to be productive or active. According to a new report from the World Health Organization, working long hours is a leading cause of death from heart disease and stroke. They said, quote, the study concludes that working 55 or more hours per week is associated with an estimated 35% higher risk of a stroke and a 17% higher risk of dying from heart disease compared to working 35 to 40 hours a week, end quote. With working from home becoming more normalized, especially in the last few years, people are having a harder time separating life from work. And I understand that some of you listening can't go to your boss and tell them to decrease your hours. It's literally not a choice for you. Lawyers and other similar professions base their whole business model on how many hours they can build clients. So my solution won't be about things we can't control right now, but more about things you can control regardless of what your circumstances. Even if you're listening and know you don't work 55 or more hours per week, there's a constant pressure to always be doing something. We've been conditioned to believe that our inherent value needs to be earned. We need to hustle for our worthiness, that we need to create a side hustle, clean while listening to a podcast, read a book on the subway, or any number of things that cause us to consume and multitask. Then there's the power we give to the internet and social media platforms. Being on the internet and having an online presence has become synonymous with relevancy. 
The New York Times bestselling author and computer science professor Cal Newport says that by embracing not being on the internet, you've marked yourself as cultural critic Neil Postman would say, invisible and therefore irrelevant. Businesses that don't adopt social strategies are seen as archaic and behind the times. Our culture is internet centrist to say the least. So now most people believe constant connectivity is a necessity, a survival mechanism. So there's a lot that's working against us. So I don't want you to think that because you might struggle with burnout and doing things all the time and not being able to shut off that it's your fault because it's not. We just haven't been taught to create those boundaries and to understand the value of doing nothing. So do not feel bad at all. So now we're going to get into why doing nothing matters now that we know all the reasons why we're burned out and overwhelmed. Sue Smalley, PhD, a behavioral geneticist, writer, and activist says, quote, it's not surprising that rates of depression, anxiety, and stress are increasing as the doingness of life seems to have little counterbalance, end quote. We need more counterbalance. We're not robots who can hammer away without slowing down. In fact, we become more creative when we allow ourselves to be more and to do less. In episode two on the podcast, I broke down the difference between masculine and feminine energy. They don't represent masculine and feminine as the world sees it as genders, but as two energetic sides to the spiritual whole. Every person alive has both energies within them and often lean towards one or the other, which can cause imbalances. For the purpose of this episode, we're only going to mention masculine energy being too dominant because that's literally what the world operates on. So when the masculine energy is dominant, you may not feel valued, nurtured, or appreciated. You'll feel tired, stressed, overworked, and unloved. In order to reverse the effects of this energetic damage, you need to counterbalance it. Sue Smalley, PhD, the behavioral geneticist that I quoted earlier, says, quote, science is starting to show the value of spending time in silence, in nature, and in not engaging in constant external stimulation. We need time doing nothing to be our best selves, well-rounded and creative human beings. The doing side of our nature needs a being side to be in balance, end quote. And I want to repeat one part that really stood out to me where she said it's not engaging in constant external stimulation. This aligns really well with Deepak Chopra's guidance to incorporate silence, stillness, non-judgment, and nature into our life every day to stay spiritually well. Brian O'Connor, PhD, full professor and head of the School of Philosophy at University College in Dublin and author of the 2018 philosophical essay Idleness said, we might be a bit happier if we stopped obsessing over making something with our talents and embraced more idleness instead. When you're idle, it leaves room for your mind to wander, which boosts creativity, innovation, and problem solving. But of course, idleness doesn't mean getting on your phone or watching television, not even reading a book, which is a hard one for me not to do. Those things still don't allow you to think. But you also don't want to force idleness either, making it another thing to check off your to-do list, which adds more pressure, which is the opposite of what you're hoping for. So go easy at first. Let the stillness happen naturally. Maybe you listen to a full album while lying on the couch or floor. Maybe it's playing classical music. Then you can ease your way into doing nothing. My favorite way is taking a walk in Central Park because the nature and the people and the animals that I see keep my brain active enough 
to not wander and constantly be thinking about work, but then it's not so heavy and, and so much effort that I burn out. So it's really a great way to restore my direct attention. Do you struggle with time management and feel overwhelmed by everything you have to get done? And have you tried sticking to a regular schedule but get pulled every which way by shiny objects and demands from others? If you want to simplify your life and get better at being decisive, finally getting productivity down in your life, then this message is for you. I have released a new book called How to Not Lose Your Shit, the ultimate productivity guide for entrepreneurs. This book gives all the methods that I have taught my private clients, my followers for many years on how to see results in your business and to get more peace in your life. I've had so many entrepreneurs say how overwhelmed they feel and drained and burned out. And so I teach them a framework and different techniques that help them to take back their peace and to start loving running their business again and to start feeling human again. If any of this sounds like you and any of it sounds good to you, then make sure you buy this book now. It is workbook style, so it's a roadmap and it gives you a link as well to a download that you can easily print and use as you're implementing everything in the book. And it's very short. It's probably like 60 to 70 pages. So it's very short because I only wanted to give you information that was actually useful to you. And I throw in a few stories as well from people that I've worked with. So a lot of good things in there. Make sure you buy it now if this sounds like something you need. And if you have any questions, feel free to direct message me or email me. And I hope it helps. Here are some more ideas for adding more nothing into your life. So again, going back to Deepak Chopra, he talks about incorporating silence, stillness, non-judgment, and nature into your day. And so I actually write those four separate words in my planner so I can see them every day week essentially in every day to remind myself, okay, have you incorporated silence today? Have you been still? Have you been judgmental today? Are you in nature at all? And so a lot of times my morning routine will cover the stillness part. I'll meditate, write my daily pages, pray, read scriptures, and just be really introspective. So that covers the stillness and the silence part. Non-judgment is just more like a self-check-in throughout the day. Because not actually judgment takes a lot of energy and it actually wastes a lot of space in your mind. It's crazy how much it takes up in your like inner world. And then for nature, I've been trying to take a walk outside every day after work to shut down and wind down more. Haven't gotten really consistent with that yet, but it's a work in progress and at least I'm aware of it. So even just being aware of it, having it down in your planner or on a post-it just to remind you is, is awesome. Another thing... I'd recommend to schedule more nothing into your day is don't schedule every second of your day. Allow breathing spaces and allow a hard stop for working as well. So I am a huge supporter of scheduling your weeks, scheduling each day based on a theme day, and then scheduling every hour to make sure that your weekly goals are being met. But that doesn't mean you literally have to fill up every second with something to do. Like there are some weeks where my goal can literally just be done in two days. And so I don't feel the pressure to have every hour scheduled and I allow breathing room for things to naturally come up. So like 
if Thursday comes around and I've had breathing room on my schedule, I might be inspired during those hours or an opportunity might pop up that I wouldn't be able to take had I had every second scheduled. So basically give yourself breathing room. And as for creating a hard stop for working, I like to write down in my planner a line. So like I draw a line and then I say, stop working just to remind myself, okay, you are finishing at this time, no excuses. And something that I like um, that Cal Newport talks about in his book, Deep Work, is when you wrap up things at work, you close your laptop, you close your planner, and you literally say, shut down complete. I say it in my head, but you can also say it out loud, shut down complete. Then you don't allow your mind to dive into work again until the next day when you have it scheduled to start again. This, The reason he brings this up is because we only have a limited store of attention that we can direct in a given day. And when you completely allow your mind to separate from work every night, you replenish that store and you can literally feel the rejuvenation energetically every single day when you allow yourself to separate from it. And I have been practicing that for the last month or so. And I can tell you the only reason I have been completely burned out working 40 plus hours with a client and then doing all the good space stuff is because I allow myself to completely shut out and shut off from work every day. So obviously taking a walk helps because it helps me separate from working from home because obviously right now we don't have commutes. Many of us will continue to not have commutes. And so it's better to just get out, separate, take a walk, and then come back home. And, And granted, you don't have to be forceful too. Like remember, don't be forceful. So think of it like meditation where you're you're meant to just let thoughts float by like clouds in the sky. You don't try to like hold on to them or run after them or chase them away. You just let them float by. And and it's okay if work thoughts come in, just let them keep passing through. Think, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I see there's some thoughts there about work and then go back to doing nothing. Another thing you can do as well is create a well-being list on your phone or written in a journal. So if you find yourself finishing work early or an hour frees up randomly, you can pick one or two things from that list. On mine, I have things like taking a walk, cooking a good meal, eating lunch without any disruptions, and on and on. Another thing is schedule your non-negotiables into your schedule first before your work obligations. Things like morning routines, workouts, stop times, health appointments, etc., When you have it written down, you will take it seriously. I promise you that. And if you're working for someone else and must have your time dedicated to when meetings are scheduled and you don't really get to choose, the least you can do is block off hour lunches every day and don't let anyone schedule time with you then. So that should be non-negotiable. Okay. The last thing is think of what you used to do as a kid when you were bored. I used to lay on my bed during sweltering Tucson summers and listen to a CD from beginning to end, listening to every background vocal and instrumental. Those were some of my favorite years. And I wasn't doing multiple things at once. I literally was just laying there listening to a CD and just letting myself soak into the moment. And I just loved it. Those are some of my favorite memories. So think of something in your childhood that gives you that same kind of feeling where you were just so consumed in the moment. You felt like you were open and soaking things in. You were flowing with whatever was happening and try to compare how things make you feel now with those simpler times. And then the goal being having those feelings meet now in the present to where 
you allow yourself to do things that give you that similar type of feeling so you can start feeling that freedom again. All right, that's all I have for you. Let me know if you had any inspiration after listening to this episode or what you would add to your well-being list or to this do-nothing list. I would love to hear your thoughts and start a conversation about this. Leave a comment at the bottom of the show notes and it's on your app. It should be linked there. Um, You just scroll down and then leave a comment. I look forward to hearing from you and I hope you have a lovely day. Now it's time for an affirmation. I embrace the being side of my spirit and give it the room and space it deserves in my life. If you found today's tips inspiring or thought-provoking, share it right now on social media and make sure to tag me at Francesca A. Phillips or at Find Your Good Space and also weigh in in the comment section at findyourgoodspace.com. You can find links in the show notes. And if you have a spiritual or mindfulness problem that you want me to unpack on an upcoming The Good Space episode or an awesome manifesting story you want to share, give my podcast phone line a ring right now at 917-719-0867. Also, don't forget to download my free morning routine guide. It's what helps me reduce my anxiety, increase productivity, and so much more. The link to everything I mentioned is in the show notes. See you soon.